Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is a very special guest, Ariana Walker. Ariana is the CEO of our Mercy program in the UK and has been part of the Mercy family for many, many years. Today, we are going to be having a conversation on faith and the fulfillment of God's promises. And Ariana is going to be sharing some of her own journey with us and how she has discovered the power of partnering with God's promises. I'm also really excited for you all to get to hear just some of the story about how Mercy began in the UK, because it is a very powerful story. So you are going to be encouraged and inspired, and we're really glad that you've joined us and hope that you enjoy the show. Well, Ariana, it is so fun to have you here. First of all, it is so fun to be sitting in a room with someone recording yes. a podcast. We've been doing these all through screens for the last few months, but also so fun to have you on the podcast just in general, but then for you to be here recording it. Actually, <laughs> it's like so many Nashville. fun things. I know. I am just thrilled to have you. We've actually, Mercy Talk listeners who've been around for long have heard a good number of the teachings that you've done over in our home because Basically, every time you come and teach, it's so amazing that we're like, we got to share this with everyone. (laughs) So anyone who's been listening to Mercy Talk Long, you probably recognize Ariana's voice because you have probably listened to some of her teachings. For those who, um, you know, are newer to the show, they may not have heard or been introduced to you. So we're so excited to have you here today. It's going to be fun. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very excited, you know, um, when we have guests on, I often love to go to them first and say, you know, here's kind of what our podcast is about. Um, here's what we typically focus on. What do you get excited about? Kind of in under that umbrella, what do you get excited about? What's the Lord doing in your life? What has he been teaching you, showing you? So when you brought this idea of just talking about faith and the fulfillment of God's promises, I'm like, first of all, knowing some of your story, who better to talk on this? Um, but also just this is this is going to be just so applicable for everyone who listens, and I'm just really excited. But would love to know before we kind of dive into that topic, what was it that really led you to even want to dive into this today, this specific topic? Well, I suppose I, get, I should start at the beginning and the whole reason why I even do what I do at Mercy UK mm-hmm. and how Mercy UK started uh, it's, it's a personal story. Like anyone who does what I do for a living does it because we care about, mm. uh, what, what we're doing. And for me, the personal side was my sister, Debbie, uh, who I'm sure you've probably had as a guest or will do. Uh, she has yeah. an incredible, uh, you know, view on this and mm-hmm. perspective too. Uh, but way back 1998, 99, I, uh, I've been a Christian all my life, but I got to a point in my journey with God where I was really, thinking there's got to be more than this, that I needed to feel like I was being useful, not just, you know, living my life with all the benefits of Christianity and all of the responsibilities of it. I really wanted to make a difference. And then this woman called Nancy Alcorn (laughs) visited my church in Yorkshire, England. And when she started speaking about something called mercy and this home for young women, I literally felt like I was set on fire on the inside. Mm. I just knew that the story she was telling, what she was speaking about, the whole vision of lives transformed and hope restored was something that 
I wasn't expecting, mm. uh, but it was just a God encounter. And I remember really clearly uh, her getting to st- get everyone to stand up and she started praying over us. And I prayed a very dangerous prayer silently to myself, which was, Lord, send me. Mm. If there's any way I can be involved in what this woman mm. I've never met from Nashville, Tennessee is speaking about, if there's any way I can be involved, I'm saying yes, and I'm going to give my life to it. And uh, little did I know, by the way, be careful what you pray. Yes, yes. Uh, that, you know, that one is a... Uh-huh. That's, that, that's just a little, uh-huh. if you're listening, just just <laughs> be careful what you pray because God is listening. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I didn't know that when I prayed that prayer and I had in my mind these nameless, faceless young woman, women that I could potentially be part of helping, mm-hmm. I didn't know that the first young woman I'd ever come across Uh, that needed my help would be my sister. Mm. I didn't know that the first home we would ever open would be my own home. Uh, And um, my sister Debbie's 10 years younger than me. She was 15 around that time. And uh, she started getting into a lot of uh, problems. My family, as Christians, we we didn't have a framework for what her behavior was. We thought she was being rebellious. Mm. Uh, we we uh, thought that she was walking away from God. She was backsliding. She'd got in with the wrong crowd. She, you know, all those phrases we used sure. back then as describing what her behavior was. We didn't know that what it was was actually the symptoms of abuse. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that they were life controlling issues that she needed help with. Um, and so at fifteen, my parents. Uh, rang me to say could she come and live with you because she was kicked out of school she they just couldn't deal with with her behaviors Mm. uh, the impact on the family uh, and for her own good maybe being away from that crowd from the bad influence would help her and honestly my initial response was no Mm-hmm. Uh, no that's way. That's a big ask. Yeah, well, we're about to start our own family. <laughs> right. Uh, that's not what I want my next season of life to look sure. like. Uh, and then God reminded answer. me of that prayer. Mm-hmm. I had a flashback that was only a few months before of me standing in this service, listening to Nancy speak mm-hmm. and saying, Lord, send me. You know, I, I want to help broken young women starts at home doesn't it you did it to yourself I did it to myself (laughs) and I remember that and and God saying I thought you said Uh I was like Uh oh yes I did Um, I gave my sister Debbie after after about about six weeks of her moving in um, out came the whole story that she'd been abused by Mm -hmm. someone that she met in the local park uh, for three years from the age of 12 to 15 Mm -hmm. this man had been abusing her which was which was her behaviors sure Um, and I gave her Nancy's book, Echoes of Mercy, uh, and she read that book and she knew then that she'd end up coming here. Mm. Um, but it still was a little while. I remember ringing Nancy. Uh, I'd, I'd had time to, to talk to her and get to know her a little bit. And we'd, we'd become part of a volunteer team in the church that was going to, you know, be part of bringing mercy to the UK. Mm-hmm. I'd signed up for that. And so in, in, as part of that, I'd had some interactions with Nancy. I remember ringing Nancy and saying, my sister needs to come to mercy. And she said, well, your sister needs to call us then, <laughs> which was my first lesson of how mercy, like, oh, 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 that's okay. how mercy helps uh-huh. people. <laughs> they call, they, they ask for the help. Right. Um, and about, I think it must've been about a year or so. She was 18 by the time she applied to come to, mm. to Mercy America. She was the first young woman from the UK to be accepted here yeah. to the home in Nashville. This is the place where, um, God changed my sister's life. Mm. 
And when she came back after eight months being here, I knew that mercy wasn't just a good idea. Mercy mm. was a God idea. Mm. And I would give my life to uh, not having to send young women over the ocean to yeah. get the help they needed to create something in my country that would be able to uh, open our arms wide to these broken young women that that need Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and need to see their lives transformed and so it's it's a yeah. it's a very short version of a very long story uh, but it was 5 years actually from hearing miss from hearing Nancy speak for the first time to getting the keys to the the doors of the home in mm-hmm. in, in the UK mm-hmm. with lots of miracles along the way yeah. uh, and still actually seeing miracles along right. the way because right. I don't think this exists without the miraculous interventions right. of God on a That's daily basis. That's what happens with the God idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we have since then seen over 300 young women go through the home. Mm-hmm. We've celebrated our 15th birthday. So well, we're awesome. still celebrating our 15th birthday. It's this, this year. Uh, so it's, it has been an incredible, incredible mm. journey. Mm-hmm. Man. I feel like there's so many different things just off of what you shared that we could, but something that just struck me as you were sharing was just how the Lord had to do, you know, he like set this thing on fire inside of you mm. and then he gives you this vision and you kind of start getting involved and then it definitely doesn't go according to your plan. Like no, that's no, a whole no, nother, no. like you're like, wait, that was not how I thought you were going to answer no. this prayer. And then it was almost like he had to do kind of a work in you. It was like when you, when you shared, I realized watching my own go through this program, this was not just a good idea, but a God idea. I just, I'm just imagining how much he was doing inside of you and in your own life through that process. And he's like, I've got this vision for you and it starts with you. We're going to do some stuff internally for you. Um, that's going to set you up for this now 15 years of ministry and, you know, just getting started. And so I, I, there's just so many different things we could talk about just with the little bit that you've already shared. But I'm very interested when you look back on those earlier days, 15 years ago, which I don't know if it feels like it's been 15 or 30 or like two for you. <laughs> Probably sure. all of those. I was like, depending <laughs> on the moment. Yeah. But just kind of what, if when you look back on especially those early days, I think it's so, so, so interesting um, when people come and they learn Nancy's story. When we, sometimes Nancy's sharing them or she shared them with us and we share them with people of just like what those early days were like. Because people don't, you yeah. don't realize what went into some of that groundwork from day one. Um, and that can be very encouraging for people who are kind of in those early days of something that the Lord's placed on their hearts. And they're like, okay, this can't be it. Yeah. This is too hard. This is too challenging. This, I must not be in line with the Lord's will. You know, so I love hearing those earlier stories. Like, what are some of the things that you remember from the early so challenges? Much. Yeah. I think I'll start with this. Everything we do at Mercy is only possible because of who God is and what he can do. But it took me a little while to understand that. Mm. I think I kept thinking it was up to me as the leader. You know, I had this false responsibility. Mm. I had this expectation that it was up to me, uh, that I was going to need to be the person to make this happen. Mm. Um, again, like I said, this is a God idea. I, and I don't know why I thought it was going to be up to me, but mm. I did, uh, particularly in the area of finances. I, I, and I'm sure the listeners understand the craziest business plan that mercy <laughs> yeah. exists on. And we have the same principles in the UK. We don't charge for any part of the home at all. Mm. We, we, um, give 10% of all our unrestricted donations away to, to others, charities, churches, the lot. Um, and we do not 
accept any funding that dilutes the message of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, so those three things, any business person will tell you is the crazy. We, how you don't, you don't charge, you give your money away and you're fussy <laughs> right. about where it comes from in the first place should not work. Absolutely. Not. It shouldn't work. Right. And to be honest with you, without God, it doesn't work. Right. And it right. took me a, a while to get to the point where I realized this doesn't work mm-hmm. unless God is absolutely, mm-hmm. um, at the center yeah. of it. Um, as we were slowly creeping further and further into financial difficulties, those first few years, mm. every month we would get a little bit further behind and a little bit further mm. behind. And we are a debt-free organization, just like you guys are here. Uh, so we don't, and to be honest with you, a bank would never lend us money anyway. Right. <laughs> with, exactly with, with that business you, plan. Uh, so how, what's your plan? Uh, <laughs> we're going to basically, gonna give, basically give things away. So, um, we those first three years were literally like how is this going to work financially and Mm. I remember we were really really in trouble Mm. I genuinely didn't think we were going to make it month after month I thought we're not this is going to be the month that I'm going to have to ring Nancy Mm. to say I'm so sorry but we failed it's not happening I remember Nancy calling me and we were in really really on the edge of being able to Mm. not exist Uh, and she called me and she said, I need you to know that this is a faith-based organization mm. on every level, um, in, in the lives of the young women, but also in your life. And I don't yeah. think you know what faith is. I was like, <laughs> I actually think you're right. I've been wow. a Christian all my life yeah. and we've talked about faith. We, but I'm not sure if everyone ever taught me mm. about faith. You know, talking and being taught are two very different things. Sure. And Nancy said to me, I'm going to send you a big box of every book I've ever read that's helped me understand what faith is and how it works in life and how you grow it. And I want you, to, I'm going to give you two weeks mm. to read every book oh, I send wow. you. And I want to report back and I don't need to know what's in the books. I know what's in the books. I've mm. read them. I need you to tell me how it's changing you. I was like, okay. And sure enough, within 48 hours, I had a big box of books wow. your Charles Capps and your Kenneth Hagen and your Kenneth Copeland and and all these you know giants of the faith yeah. who I had never heard of mm-hmm. in my little town in England um and 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 they honestly blew my mind mm. um I think one of the things I learned that still gets me is that God does not respond to need mm-hmm. God does not respond to need because if he did, there would be no need in the world. Why would he respond to your need and not to my need? Why would he respond? Why would he differentiate between needs? If God's trigger for response was need, there would be no right, need. Right. So there must be a different trigger for the response, hmm. um, which is faith. Yeah. And that re- yeah. he responds to faith, faith. And I learned that faith and trust are pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. That actually what I needed to do and what I needed to learn was to increase my trust mm-hmm. to learn that God see I knew that God could I just didn't know if he would yeah yeah so so I every month I would be like I know you can Lord and I would bring need the need of the girls that we were serving in the home Lord you won't let them down you and I felt him challenge me but why do you think I will let you you down Mm -hmm. so he kept bringing it I kept bringing the big need of the home and the girls and the ministry. And he kept bringing it down to me. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? My answer on the whole was probably no, Mm -hmm. clearly, because I was lying (laughs) awake at night feeling sick most Mm -hmm. of the time. Um, 
So it was really about trying to get to that point of, of understanding that God was going to listen to me and respond to my faith mm-hmm. and my ability to trust him and mm-hmm. believe in what he was telling me and promising me. So that yeah. kind of figuring out what God's promises were to me personally, and then having to add my faith to that uh, and trust to, to believe him. So, yeah. All right, man. <laughs> Everyone, you know, it's, it's so cliche, but everyone wants to, you know, grow their faith and grow their trust in the Lord, but no one wants to be in a position where they're forced to. <laughs> like, it's just the, it's, you know, people say that all the time, but I just, it's so true that if you want to have that kind of level of faith, I mean, all of the people that you're saying, they, they've got to have stories. Yeah. It's like, I, even for you, it's like you had made it to that point in your life, but there had never been a situation where you so desperately had to have the Lord come through for you in that way. Yeah, and no now the faith that you own and that you carry is a result of that season. And so I just, I hope that people are encouraged in that way too, of just saying, you know, if that, if that's where you find yourself, if you're on that journey, if you've got this vision for your life or something that the Lord has placed inside of your heart and you just feel like everything is working against you or pushing Mm -hmm. against you, or like you said, there's great need that just doesn't seem to be getting answered. I just hope that that is an encouragement to them to take that at a very personal level of saying like, where am I and where is my heart with you, Lord? Not just for the organization, but just me Mm, personally. I think that's so, so, so powerful. Um, and I, I specifically loved, and I'm pretty sure that you sent me this as a title for the show. And I'm like, thank you, because I am the worst at coming up with titles. (laughs) Literally cannot come up with a like cute, fun title for anything for the life of me. But you sent this God's yes needs your amen. I'm pretty yes, sure that was your idea. That was. I can't come up with something like no, that. No, that was my so idea. So <laughs> I love, love, love that. And I remember when we were talking about this topic, you talked about a specific scripture from 2 Corinthians mm. that you said is often misquoted. Yes. And therefore, if it's misquoted, is misused. Yes. Um, and so I think that that ties in so well with what you've been sharing so far. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. Well, it's it's all around the whole, you know, all God's promises are yes and amen. We, there's a song, we sing it, we say oh, it. You it know, feels so good. It's on, yeah. it's on posters and yeah. mugs and things, you know, all God's promises, yes and amen. Actually, the scripture, I'll read it to you because I have it in front mm. of me here. It's 2 Corinthians one twenty. I'm reading it from the New International Version because mm-hmm. I'm English that's and right. that's what we use. Um, it says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. That's a great thing. But then it says this, and so through him, the amen is spoken by us mm. to the glory of God. See, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. God gives his promises, which we then need to know what they are specifically to us. Sure. Um, so what is he saying yes to? What is the promise that he's giving us? And then we have to say, amen. Amen means so be it. Mm-hmm. That's our echo. It's, it's as if God is stretching his hand out going, this is my promise to you. Mm-hmm. And then we need to, to put our hand in his hand, mm-hmm. which is our yes, our amen, uh, to his yes. This, this partnership mm-hmm. of, his voice going, this is my promise and our voice going, and so be it. Mm. And, you know, the scripture talks a lot about in the, I'm reading the passion translation a lot and I love how so, it phrases yeah. things. Yeah. Talked about the Israelites, how they were unable to realize the promises of God for themselves, uh, because they'd wrapped their hearts in unbelief. Mm. 
And, and when we wrap our hearts in unbelief, we're unable, we may be able to say amen with our mouth, but if we can't say amen with our heart mm-hmm. and actually connect with God in what he's saying to us and believe it, uh, then, then we're, we're going to, undo that ability for the promise to become true for us in our lives right. uh, his promise is still yes right. he's still saying yes but if we can't receive it with an amen like i said that we receive we the trigger is our faith is how we receive mm-hmm. his promise is mm-hmm. through our faith mm-hmm. and so that was a it, I, I went on a bit of a journey because I, I don't think you can just do that in one go. Mm-hmm. Unwrapping your heart mm-hmm. uh, of unbelief is not something that you just do in one go. That's a that's a process. It's a bit like an onion that just gets mm-hmm. peeled. Mm-hmm. And I had to go through a journey, especially in those early days, of unpeeling the layers of unbelief, doubt, um, not trusting God, not even sure what he was saying yes to. Mm. So what mm-hmm. are the problems? How do you find out what mm-hmm. God's promising you? And I went to a scripture in Hebrews that says, uh, for we have the living word of God, which is his promises. The word is where you find his promises, which is all effective. And it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. Now, I'm going to get really like deep here now. Do it. So a little Go. bit between Go. the Logos and the Raymond word of God. Mm-hmm. So, so Logos is the written. It's the written word of God. Mm-hmm. It's the general. It's the constant. It's always there. It's, it's what we find in the scriptures. Every promise that God ever made it, to humanity is written in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. They apply to all of us. So we could say, you know, all of those are relevant to us, mm-hmm. but something happens, I believe, and I'm sure it's happened to you and, and anyone listening where you've been reading the, the word, reading the Bible, and suddenly your heart misses a beat. You, mm-hmm. you feel like the words jump off the page and they land somewhere in you mm-hmm. and you go, that's for me. That's mm-hmm. for me right now. That's what God is saying. That's the promise that he's giving me right now in this situation that I'm facing. And suddenly that kind of general um, written word of God that he wrote for everyone mm-hmm. becomes really personalized mm-hmm. to you in your situation. And that turns it then to the rhema, the now word, the mm-hmm. specific. So from the general, it turns to specific. Mm-hmm. And that to me has, is absolutely essential in figuring out what's God saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, often we, we base it on visions or we base it on prophecies or what, or, or something God might have said through another person. And they're all good things, mm-hmm. but nothing quite as powerful as the Holy Spirit bringing to life the written word of God mm-hmm. to you personally and it becoming it kind of echoes in your heart then doesn't it and yeah. that becomes his promise and that's what we can say that's what he's saying yes to right. to you yeah. right now and that's what requires our amen mm-hmm. so be it mm-hmm. and even when you have that experience you can still struggle actually to say amen and that's what really happened to me uh, I'm going let me just go back to that that um the two-edged sword because what made the connection for me was that the original Greek word for that two-edged sword is uh, distomos. Mm-hmm. It means two-mouthed sword, mm-hmm. two mouths. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's what it requires, that, that, that word of God that can shape and change and cut through every situation, every um, doubt, every fear, every unanswered question, un- every uncertainty, everything that we hope and pray and believe for, the word of God can th- cut through all of those things like a two-edged, mm-hmm. also known as a two-mouthed sword, where God is saying yes 
and we echo it with our amen. And I believe that that that's the two edges. That's the yeah. two mouths that are required for us to see the promises of God yeah. brought to life and brought to reality in our lives. And I have got so many examples mm-hmm. in my life personally, but also in my life leading Mercy UK, where that has been the story, mm-hmm. where it's been God saying yes to something, me having to figure out how I can say amen to it, mm-hmm. unwrapping my heart from the unbelief, the doubt, the but how, the but when, but me, mm-hmm. but them, but mm-hmm. what, you know, and, and figuring out that all I need to do is find the echo of the amen from somewhere deep within me and, and allowing my hand to, to get into his hand and in partnership together, his mouth, my mouth coming together. And that mm-hmm. is when it's just a done deal. Yeah. I- I'm very interested to know for you, you know, one of the things that we talk about all the time on Mercy Talk, and I'm sure our listeners are like, oh, here she goes. Like, I'm all about practical application. Yes. So, you know, a lot of times we'll bring different ideas and thoughts into these podcasts. And then I'm like, I cannot leave, we cannot close this podcast without saying, if someone's left going, that all sounds awesome what do I do? Like, how do I, how do I directly apply this? And so I'm kind of throwing this in here. Um, you know, if someone is, is in that place of saying, I, I do believe that I have felt a very personal word, personal promise from the Lord through the word. And I want to, I want that. I want to bring the amen into the equation. Like I want to do my part. And I, I just, first of all, think that that piece is so important. Um, there are times, there are times where I have felt the Lord say, Melanie, you be still and mm-hmm. let me do the work. I'm going to move. Most of the time, there is a real active partnership yes. that I have got to take into whatever it is that the Lord is doing, how he is moving, or if there's a promise, like I have a part. I feel like that is usually how he always works. Um, on a rare occasion, have I felt like I was supposed to just sit back and let him move without me like, you know. Yeah. I'm going to be the same as you where it's like, I got to make it happen. Yeah. You know, I'm always going to err on that side. I'm never going to err on the side of just chilling out and waiting for God to do his thing. But there is that partnership thing that is so, so, so important for everyone to remember. But if someone's like, I just don't know. I mean, what did that, maybe what did that look like for you? Or as you have maybe shared this with other people and they're like, well, what does the amen mean? Hmm. I think the best thing I can do is just tell a few examples of how it outworked for me. Yeah. Again, like I said, it was a journey. There was Great. no one moment where I would say, well, that was it. Sure. No, didn't look back. It, it, they're they're tools that you have to keep mm-hmm. using. So um, going back a few years now, we were, like I said, in really, really deep financial troubles. We were barely paying the staff, uh, the few staff that we had at the time. Um, and I was sinking deep mm-hmm. in fear, in doubt, in unbelief, in what, who am I to even do this? It was a stupid idea, you know, and the only thing God gave me was Isaiah 54. Mm-hmm. It was that, that rhema moment of the spoken word. It became the spoken word of God to me. I remember reading it and it says this, it says, enlarge your house build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Mm. I'm like, so that's what you've got to say to me, God, when I'm coming to you with, we can't pay our staff Mm. today, Mm -hmm. you're talking to me about tomorrow. (laughs) That's not even, that doesn't even make sense. Right, right. So I need you Lord to come through to me today Uh so that we can pay our staff today. And you're telling me 
to enlarge the home, yeah, yeah. to build an addition, to spread it out and not to spare expense mm-hmm. uh, for you, for we'll be bursting at the seams. And all God was speaking to me about was tomorrow, was tomorrow, mm-hmm. was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even have enough faith for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I went back to him, he came back to me with this. It yeah. was not going away. It was not going away. And it, and he kept saying to me, believe in your heart, believe in your heart, believe in your heart. And it was that, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And so one, I figured out if God's only talking to me about tomorrow, that must mean he's mm. got today figured mm. because he's talking to me about tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't think I can make it through today. Right. So we must be able to make it through today if he's talking to me about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, was part of it and and knowing God's character uh and 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 then I just started I wrote it out I I did the good old you know post-it notes on my mirror (laughs) post-it notes on my kettle and every time I felt sick at the thought of us not having enough I would just declare I believe I believe that we will see our home enlarged Mm -hmm. I believe and there was a day there was a day where I woke up and I didn't have to fight it wow I just knew I believed it. Yeah. I just knew I believed it. Yeah. And on that day, I got a phone call from someone who, uh, it was a Christian trust fund who had already, they were the ones at the time who owned the Mercy UK property mm-hmm. that we leased from them for five pounds a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've since actually donated the whole building wow. to us, which is incredible. But they rang me to say, um, are you thinking about building an extension? I said, no. But I think God might be because it's all he's talking to me about. He said, well, we love what you're doing. We love the, the everything that's going on in the Mercy Home. When you are ready to build an extension, build an addition. When you're le- uh-huh. ready to enlarge, call us because we'll pay for it. Wow. wow. And I was literally like, again, the immediate need of paying the staff yeah. wasn't so- solved in that moment. Right. But God was just showing me something. He wow. and, and this is how God does things sometimes. He doesn't always answer the question you have now, but he'll answer the ones you'll have in the future. Yeah. He literally was like, I've got this. If I can provide the money for an extension that you haven't even thought about yet, it ended up being about £400,000 <gasps> that they completely paid for. Wow. Within two years, that thing was built and we doubled at the size of the property and the amount of young women we could help. We could help. Um, but it that's the kind of thing that God does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll tell you one more story mm-hmm. because I'll, I'll bring it down a little bit more to actually how we ended up paying for the staff. Mm-hmm. The, the, so the and immediate I'm so need. interested. I'm like, when did they? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, again, it was a journey. Not yeah. one payment paid for the everything. There was lots of little things along the way that ended up contributing to us being out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one specific, uh, thing I remember we needed £12,000 to pay for that month's salary bill I'm like gosh I wish it was only £12,000 now (laughs) right right (laughs) it seems so small now it seems so small but it was like the Uh unsurmountable mountain at Uh the time that was what's keeping me awake £12,000 and I decided we were going to do everything I knew how to I was going to we were going to pull the team together we were going to fast for three days we were going to um stand on the word we're going to storm heaven we're going to uh declare and decree 
Mm-hmm. Never really knew the difference, but we're going to do both. <laughs> we were going to, uh, all the things that you, you yes. do, standing on the word, I, I thought, well, let's actually stand like on it. the Bible. Yeah, yeah. All the, so I, I, and write out all the scriptures about God's provision and about, you know, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Uh-huh. We'll do all those, uh-huh. write them all out and declare them. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'd got all the team ready. And on my way to the office in the evening where we were going to pray and do all this, you know, begging God for money. Right. I felt God say to me really clearly, um, I don't want you to, t- to pray about the money tonight. I'm like, what? Is, money is incidental to me. Mm. I'm like, well, it's not incidental yeah, to me. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't breathe about right that. now. Right. Because I can't pay staff with, right. with that. I need, it's it, not incidental. And I just felt God do mm. what he does, which was again, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. Inviting me into partnership and saying, I want you, instead of praying about money, I want you to pray for the residents. Mm-hmm. I want you to write every single one of their names out on the board. I want you to declare and decree over them. I want you to storm heaven for them. I want you to intercede for them. I want you to fast for them. Wow. I want you to do all the energy that you were going to spend on trying to get money. I want you to spend it on them. Wow. I was like, and then you have a choice, don't you? Mm. Like, do you do what God's asking you to do? Mm-hmm. Are you obedient or are you going to worry your prayers? Are you going to do what makes you feel better? Right. Um, and I, I, I've known God long enough to know that sometimes you just got to do as you're told. Yeah. Um, usually works out better. Usually works out better. Yeah. So I went to that meeting and all the staff were ready to pray for the finances, knowing that their, their salaries were on the other end of it. So, uh, I said, I'm so sorry, but I feel God has asked us not to do that. I think we need to pray for the residents. And we gave everything we got that night Mm. to pray for the residents. The following morning, one of the residents knocks on my office door and she holds in her hand an envelope. And she says to me, for three months, God has been speaking to me about my security being in my finances. Mm. And he wants my security to be in him. He said, I know it costs £12,000 for me to be here again. Back then, that's all it cost. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She said, I know it costs £12,000 for me to be here. And I know someone else has paid that. She said, so I'm giving you a check today for £12,000 to pay for the girl who comes after me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I, I mean, I could still cry. Wow. Every time I tell that story. Because in that moment, I just lost it. I broke, like I Mm. lost all my professional Mm. decorum, burst into tears, flung my arms around and I said, you will never know what you've just done. That's right. The answer came from one of the the residents. That you had prayed for. The residents we had prayed for. You know, we prayed, we prayed for money. We wanted to pray for money and God said, pray for people. And then he used a person to bring the money. Wow. And it was like, it, it was God, God Mm. is so trustworthy. Mm. He knows what he's doing. And when he says to do something, just do it. Yeah. Um, that's what I've learned. That's what faith actually is. Mm. Listen Mm. to what he's saying. What's he saying yes to? Mm -hmm. So often we go to him with what we want him to say yes to. That's what I did that day. I'm like, God, I need you to say yes to the financial stuff. I need you to say yes to paying the staff. I need you to say yes to providing for us financially. I need you to say yes to this, this, and this. I can say amen. If your yes is financial provision. Right, right. I had it the other way around. Sure. And God said, I'm going to say yes to breakthrough in girls' lives. Mm -hmm. Can you say amen to that, please? Mm -hmm. So I did. And then he gave the money anyway. I got this. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Wow. Figure out what God's saying. I've never heard that story before. That's amazing. (laughs) And you know what? Just like hearing you share that story makes me think of just stories in scripture where like people were ready to go out and fight armies. And he's like, no, I want you to go worship. Yeah. And they're like, what? I know. (laughs) He's like, I'll do it. Or we're going to march around a city and that's how we're going to defeat. Like just how his strategies and plans always look, or not always, but often look yeah. just crazy to us. Like this is yeah. not the focus. This is not what we should be doing. And so if there's anything that I'm hearing from what you've shared, it's just being so incredibly sensitive to the voice of the Lord yeah, and to know how to hear and how to receive from God. And, and then to actually have the faith and the trust to obey. <laughs> yeah. It is two part. There's that second piece. that's pretty important, but I'm just thinking, man, This gives me, I've kind of, I've shared this some, I think, on Mercy Talk, just how the Lord has been really messing with me for the last few years on this idea of like living life with him instead of for him. Yes. And, and how in your journey, you know, there's that piece of you that you said in those early, early days, it was like, I've got to make this happen. And I'm sure there was that part of you that was just like, I'm working for the Lord. I'm doing this for the Lord. And he's like, what happened? What would happen if I did it with you? You did it. No. You did it with me, right? Yeah. Like I'm doing the work and I'm inviting you to do it with me and how that shifts everything. Um, yeah. and so those stories of, of, of the miracles. And like you said, I'm sure there are just tons more where those come from. So much of what you've shared reminds me so much of Nancy Alcord's story of how it all started <laughs> here and how she's, I mean, she's, she shared about this on Mercy Talk, how the Lord has always been one to say, I like you take the step and then I provide. Not yeah. I provide and then you take the step. And exactly. I'm like, oh man, that yes. is not super. Yeah. <laughs> super I'll tell you how times. he told me. Yeah. It went, the way he put it to me was, um, I keep saying to him, prove it and I'll trust you. Uh, and God said to me, trust me and I'll prove yes, it. Yes, that's so good. <laughs> like that was like, that killed me, that uh, one. Yes. It's in my journal in really big letters. Yes. That's like a, that is definitely a sticky note. Yeah. The, do you trust uh-huh, me? Right. Well, prove it and I'll trust you. Right. And he's like, no, 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 it's not trust me and I'll prove it. Yes. And at no point, I'm sure, can you ever look back on this journey and say, you didn't come through on that one. Like <laughs> He just, he's always. Yeah. Sometimes differently. Than differently. Yeah. I was about to say, doesn't always. That's why it's, that's why you have to figure out what's he, what he's saying right. yes to. If that's we right. go to, now in God's grace, he often does answer the things we want him to say yes to. Mm. We want yes to this mm. and we want yes to the other. And God is so kind and yeah. gracious and good. So often he does also come through and fulfill our own desires and the sure. things that we desperately want him to say yes to. Right. But I have found it time and time and time again, so much more effective. God, what are you saying yes to? Mm. What is, what is your, what can I amen? What can I say? So be it yeah. to that. I know for a fact, it's a done deal yeah. when he says yes. And I say, amen, it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so, so good. I'm like, I need to go write that one down too. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, well, and you know, I guess I'll just say as kind of, as we're wrapping up this, this piece, just that, you know, if there are people listening and you're like, well, I think that's great for you guys. And I cannot hear from the Lord in the ways that you're describing. And I've never received those moments in the word. And I just, you know, we've, we've done many podcasts over the years about, you know, just growing in this ability to hear from the Lord mm. and receive from the Lord in this way. And we break some of that down, even in our keys to freedom study. Yeah. There's a lot out there that we have. We've got even some things on our website, some free downloads about, um, 
how to grow in that area of your life because that that is an area that I was completely devoid of for like 22 years. <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't until I came to mercy that I was like, I'm sorry. You can like hear from the Lord. And I, I, this was not a thing that I'd ever been taught or grown in. And it's been, a, it's been a game changer for me yeah, to say, me oh, and, and to experience those moments, like you said, mm-hmm. where the words, where the Holy Spirit just brings them to life in a very personal and unique way. Um, I think I just kind of thought, well, that's for those people. And I would never <laughs> be able to experience the Lord in that way. And I would just encourage you, if you're feeling that way, as you listen today, that that he has that for you, that this is not just a, you know, being able to have that kind of relationship with the Lord is not just for the super spiritual or a separate group that you, that that is something that the Lord has in store for you. And so, um, we always, we always encourage people to check out the other resources that we have on on that specific topic. But, um, I would love, so this is kind of a new thing that we're starting. Actually, you may be, now that I'm thinking about it, I think you're the first one that we've Ooh. asked this to that we've recorded. I think there might be a show that posts before. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're starting a thing okay. <laughs> on Mercy Stop Talk thing. where we are, when we have guests on mm-hmm. outside of just our kind of p- typical people that are on the show, um, you know, so much about Mercy Talk is mental, emo- emotional, spiritual health, growing in those areas of our lives. And so most podcasts that we do kind of fall under that umbrella in some way. So I would love to know just from you again, we're all about the practical things that people could, you know, ideas that people could take, um, of what is something that you are doing or that you do on a regular basis that helps you to serve you in any of those specific areas, mental, emotional, spiritual health. We all know that at some level, they're all integrated with one another, but anything that is kind of just a practice of yours. Well, I would say it's probably not just one thing. Mm-hmm. I think I would say I make sure my life isn't filled with just must do, could, mm. should do, ought to do's. And I also have a healthy balance of want to, can't wait to, excited to, yeah. looking forward to. Yeah. Um, you know, so that there's a, so that I don't get burdened down with the responsibilities and the tasks and that we all have those, don't mm. we? Mm. The must, could, shoulds, ought tos. Yes. Um, and I think our life can get driven by those. Uh, we can, we can be dictated to mm. if we allow it by the force of those. Yes. Um, and I've made it my mission to have a healthy interjection of want to, can't wait to, excited yeah. to, looking forward to. And it keeps me sane. <laughs> I needed that today. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking that one as my own. So good. Yes. I love that. Man, this, this was so fun. Thank you for, thank you for flying over here just to do this podcast this. with us. This wow. This means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you need me to fly to yeah. the UK, you just sell me. I'll just hop on a plane for you guys. Yeah. Three planes. That's right. That's, oh, three. Yes. Not a. No, I wish not, it was not a. a singular. We're in Nashville. So goodness. Um, well guys, we hope that you have enjoyed this conversation today. I have enjoyed this conversation. I've been inspired. I'm ready to go now. I'm fired up. Um, I love it, but these, um, we're going to have you on again, Ariana. Great. Can't I wait. mean, hopefully it's again in this room in person, but if not, we have other ways we of connecting. Ways. We do. So, um, Thank you so much for being here and we thank you all for listening. And as always, if you find the content in these podcasts helpful, we are so, so grateful. If you are willing to rate the show, write a review wherever it is that you listen. 
And if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we've discussed today, or if you're like, Melanie, I want to get some of those resources that you were talking about. Where do I find them? I can't find them. Man, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can email us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. Even sharing your ideas for future podcasts. We just love to hear from our listeners because we don't get to see you in this room. It's just me and Ariana and a couple of microphones. So we would love to hear from you guys who um, are, are listening and to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you so much for joining us today.